What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 83 of the Two Metal for This Podcast. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Justin. How's it going, everybody? And Bobby. I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott. I'm the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. The sky's the limit. Space is the place. Yeah! Cutting a wrestling promo over here. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> as always... I want to say thank you to everybody that's been checking out the podcast. Make sure you tell your friends, your family, your neighbors, your great-grandma, anybody that might like uh, this podcast, uh, let them know. Spread the word. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already, give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram. Two Metal for this. And engage with us. Engage with us. We recently had some good engagement lately. (laughs) We did. All right. Is that You're what welcome. we got to do? Do we got to provoke you? We got to say something to piss you off? To Lines get a reaction were drawing in the sand. And on yeah. this I side, we listen Yeah. Well, we're sitting on opposite sides. So very okay. clear. We're sitting on a lonely fucking island, I'll tell you that. I'll sit on my lonely island. Or an ass Lincoln Park playing the whole mm-hmm. fucking time. I ain't on that island. I just want to be clear. There's two islands I stay away from. Epstein and the fucking, uh, the fuck Slayer Island. The fuck island. Slayer Island. Yeah. <laughs> stay, we stay away from those islands. Going to create some merch and piss carry off even more. Just imagine, like, the dude on the boat, like, what's that? I'm like, no, we don't go to, to Fox Slayer Island. <laughs> we don't go there. Anyways. Yeah. More on that later. No. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, anyways, get to it. Anyways. Want to shout out some cool people. Oh, do All we? right. We, Who we, we got? got some people. Who do we got? We got my, my fan club. And we'll start with the Justin, the Justin Snyder fan club. Mm. We'll start with Justin and Bobby McDermott. Yeah. Hey, brothers. Beaumont Sabos. Hey. And throw Travis Baker in there. Mm-hmm. Travis was even a little shocked. Yeah. Right. Huh. He's seen right. it coming. As always, we also appreciate Big Baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. We appreciate Dennis. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate Amy Numbers. Amy oh. Numbers. All right. Keep counting. <laughs> we haven't seen them totals in quite some time. I'm sure it's over a hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep a good pace. How many fucks does Bobby give in an episode? Let us know in None. the comments. Ah, there you go. All right. There you go. So we got a super cool episode for you this week that I'm personally really freaking excited about. What are we doing? That's pretty good. We got to sit down this week and talk to Dallas Taylor mm-hmm. of Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, mm-hmm. formerly of Under Oath. You've probably heard of him. If you haven't, you still need to check out the interview. Uh, super cool guy. After the interview, we're also going to sit down and review Maylene's second album. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. You may be surprised at how some of us rate it. Or maybe you won't. No, no, we ain't done a spotlight since what? Now the apocalypse then? Yep. Yeah, right there. Yeah. We're due. We're due. Mm-hmm. All right. Bobby's also got some music reviews for us. I do. Before we get into that. Here's Justin with the news. Mm-hmm. The news. Louder Than Life's 2024 lineup has been announced. The four-day festival will take place September 26th through the 29th in Louisville, Kentucky, and it will be headlined by Slipknot, Motley Crue, Corn, and another band that we'll get back to in a second. 
It also includes many of the same bands we're seeing on other festivals this year, including The Offspring, Falling in Reverse, Five Finger Death Punch, and Disturbed, and Judas Priest, Summer 41, Mastodon, Gohira, Ginger, Spirit Box, Lorna Shore, who actually doesn't have any other shows announced right now. This is one of the only ones. Uh, Bad Flower, Nothing More, Architects, Seven Dust, and Clutch, Stained, Anthrax, and tons of others. But the big news is I pissed off Carrie King so bad last week that my Slayer shit-talking got the band uh, back together. And they will headline Friday at Louder Than Life. You're welcome. Uh, the Slayer lineup is uh, the same as they were supposed to retire with in 2019, with the vocals being handled by Tom Mariah. Stars by Carrie King and Gary Holt, and drums by Mr. Paul Bustap. Bustap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to the Slayer fans, you're welcome. But the the uh, what's the point of the solo project now? Half the band's the same; they're basically the same sound. I don't get it. It's just confusing. What's the whole point that of this? Seem like a odd marketing. I like it's coming under. out at the exact same time as the solo project. I don't. I don't get it. It couldn't have been planned. I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. Those shows must have came together after the fact because, I mean, number one, no matter what, it gives Kerry King the you know, the outlet to write new music and yeah. do some of his other Slayer shit that he never got to use. But I can't see them planning to do it that way. Like, it's fucking weird. Like, so Slayer's going to headline some of the shows, but then Kerry King's going to play in the middle of the day at other festivals. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. All right, check out so. this angle. What do you think would sell more? The new Slayer album, like, say they hadn't broke up, or the Kerry King The new Slayer's always going to sell more. It's the name. I don't know. The band is a name. Yeah, but it's got like a locked in fan base. Exactly. And a lot of it's died off. They don't like the newer stuff or they're dead because they're old. <laughs> but uh, maybe there was a selling point that, you know, Carrie King's new project with some other guys would sell more than because he even said it's just songs off the fucking shit that was supposed to be the next Slayer album. Yeah. I mean, it is a new thing, so it is going to probably generate, at least initially, it's going to bring Odd more timing. people in. But I think it was just trumped by Slayer saying they're going to do more shows and they're back together. Like, right. nobody's talking about Kerry King anymore. Especially if you're going to travel for a festival, yeah. you're going to go to the one that Slayer's headlining. You're not going to go to the one where Kerry King's playing in the middle of the day. Right. Exactly. Unless you're like a big Death Angel fan or something. You know? So I'm going back to my uh, my theory that I pissed Kerry King off so bad that this was unplanned, and he said, we're coming back. I like it. You're uh, welcome. Piss off White Zombie. And piss off Nail Bomb. Oh, man, I'd feel so bad saying fuck Rob Zombie, though. Like, Why? I don't know. Fuck Rob Zombie. Let's get White Zombie back. Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah. That one didn't hurt as bad for some reason. I don't know why. I didn't take that one as personal. That, that one hurt me worse because I didn't Like, if it. you would have said fuck White Zombie. I can't say fuck I'd White got, Zombie. I, I, wanna, I want White Zombie back. Like, that's yeah, bucket list so shit trying right to work there, with man. Do some voodoo. Well, I mean, if it works, then Nostra fuck dumbass over here predicting shit. Hey. Talking uh, shit and the band gets back together. Fuck. Speaking of Slayer, they will uh, also be at Chicago's Riot Fest, which takes place September 20th through the 22nd. They haven't said what day they're playing yet. Uh, noticing both these festivals are in September, so I'd imagine we're going to get a headline tour around the same time. And as I told you guys offline, I'm going to predict Lorna Shore is going to be on that tour. Let's see if I'm right. I'm going to say it on air. Uh, From a marketing standpoint, it definitely makes sense to have Lorna on there. It's a big draw. But Mm. uh, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to imagine Carrie signing off on that. Why? He's such a hater. Yeah, but me and the spider get along. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, but he's been very particular about what type of fans they bring on tour with them. Yeah, me too, but I like the spider. I was doing a thing, and he's like, let me bring my stupid shit. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to bring it to me. 
Is, is he afraid they're going to play circles around Slayer? Because they will. No. Fuck. That don't matter who you are. If you're opening for Slayer, you're going to hear, fuck you, Slayer, Slayer. It's like, oh, they're just going to change. That doesn't matter who you are. Fuck Slayer. Unless you're Hatebreed. You can get away with it. Hatebreed. Slayer fans love Hatebreed because they basically it's the same like fucking hatebreed. thing. Yeah. They have Hatebreed on that they're show, They're hard, hardcore Hatebreed. I'll go to that show and then I'll leave before Slayer plays. You're not fucking leaving. I wouldn't. It's possible. <laughs> Now that we got the small news out of the way, the uh, fucking small news. <laughs> let's get into the most exciting tour announcement this week for like me. Ronnie Radke, you got a new fucking pair of shoes or some shit? Ah, big no. news. I ain't talked about him in a while. But uh, Trivia Man Bullet for My Valentine will co-headline the Poisoned Ascendancy World Tour starting in the UK next January uh, with the first stop in Cardiff. Uh, more dates will be announced. Funeral for a Friend will support the UK run. Uh, the tour will celebrate the 20th anniversary of Trivium's Ascendancy. And Bullets to Poison, and both albums will be played in full. So fucking cool, dude. I'm like, excited about this. I've I've always referenced the parallels between those two bands. Their sounds are so similar. Their trajectory was so similar. Mm-hmm. So cool that they're doing that together. And those are two really classic albums, man. I've, whenever they announce it, I'm there. They're starting over there in Bullets Homeland. Uh, I bet you they'll end over here in... Florida with trivia. Might that's, end that's it right fine. here in Orlando yep. if we're lucky. They might. Uh, Havoc will have a short headline run starting May 14th in Colorado Springs. It ends May 23rd in Fort Collins, Colorado. Nonpoint will embark on the Million Watts Tour with Head PE and Dropout Kings in support. That starts April 11th in Minot, North Dakota. I probably fucked that one up. It ends May 18th in Lansing, Michigan. North Dakota. You don't see that on there very often. Uh, that's where it started? Yeah, it's the first day, yeah. <laughs> Let's start this motherfucker in North Dakota. Weird. I mean, you know, they got to get their metal fixed, too. Hey, All right. Fucking shit. Uh, Primus and Coheed and Cambria will co-headline with Gorilla Toss, Too Many Zoos, Fishbone, oh, nice. Fantastic Negrito, Is and it? All Them Witches in support. Starts, Man, that's a great lineup. Starts May 6th in Wilkesburg, Pennsylvania. And it ends September 24th in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Man, that's a cool fucking show right there. Too many zoos. You're badass. I, I just want to know. I don't know anything about the band, but Gorilla Toss. Gorilla Toss, I'm yes. I'm so interested <laughs> now. Like, when we're done, I got to check that this It sounds out. like a hardcore band, but oh, I don't feel like man. it is. Not on that lineup. No. So, uh, Coheed are not playing the first five shows or the last five shows, and the openers change throughout the tour. So, check the date before you purchase your tickets, unless you're just going to see Primus. Yeah. Let's be private. No. Uh, the Back to the 2000s tour featuring the Union Underground, Soil, Raw, and Flaw starts March 1st in San Antonio and it ends March 23rd in Gillette, Illinois. And that does not sound like fun to me. No. It does sound rah, like fun. Rah, rah. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. You guys ever heard of them? Mm-mm. If not, just stick around. We got more on that later on this episode. Uh, they have announced the Cheatin' on Death tour with Letter Kill. Islander, Limbs, and Salt Wound in support. Starts April 24th in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Ends May 25th right here in Tampa. Tampa uh, this is another tour where the openers do change throughout. So if you're interested in any of them, just check the dates before you buy your tickets. How great is the name of the tour, though? Cheating on Death. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. literally. He has one of the funniest lines in the in the newest song that they released. He says, uh, I'm hitting on death to see if she puts out. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's what I thought of as soon as I saw the name of the tour. Stay tuned for the interview with Dallas from Maylene. But that's the news. Fuck Slayer. Fucking guy. 
All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. Going to rate this stuff on a uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right. All right. First up, we got Dust Bolt, Sound and Fury, 12 songs, 46 minutes of German thrash metal. Cool guitar tune, bass player's pretty all right. Drums are on point, vocals are decent, kind of reminds me of Prong. Uh, so this gets into some nice thrashy grooves just to pinch into new metals. But there's a couple of big old scoops of the poppy bullshit, which absolutely ruins every fucking song. Title track is a good representation of what's going on. There are some pretty cool ideas on this record, but they are heavily guarded by radio rock dog shit. If you're into stuff like Trivium and Havoc, just go listen to that. Nothing good from the Germans this week. New album from Dust Bolt, Sound and Fury. Justin, you probably would like this. I did not. <laughs> Two upside down pentagrams. I mean, you said Trivium and Havoc. You caught my attention there. So. Oh, you should just listen to that instead. I think. Well, maybe I will. But you probably would like this, though. It's that. It's what you think thrash is. <laughs> Up next, we got Deconstructor, and that's spelled with a bunch of K's. Death Beat, six songs, Stoner Doom, Sludge Metal from Russia. This shit is cool. Uh, really mean sounding riffs, solid drums, weird drugged out effects on the vocals, kind of like Screw or Electric Wizard. Pretty cool stuff. First track, Syndrome, eight minute long, dirty journey through distorted sludge. The second track, Dissolved, has a Sabbathy witch rock vibe to it. And on the back end, the song, Symmetric Unfolding to Death, is a three and a half minute nugget of doomed awesomeness. So, see to your levels and check out these comrades of Stoner Metal, Deconstructor, and their new album, Deathbeat 5, Upside Down Pentagrams. Austrian Death Machine got a new one out, Quad Brutal, 10 songs, 34 minutes of American technical death metal with a comedic flavor. Uh, this is the side project of As I Lay Dying Frontman, Tim Lambesis? Lambesis? Lambesis. Lambesis, there you go. Uh, he pretty much handles all the songwriting and playing, but this time around, he's enlisted some uh, guest musicians, both guitars and vocalists, to help deliver this brutal record full of devastating riffs and sick grooves and some sweet fucking solos. This is not the uh, furious yet fun thrashy awesomeness we're used to. There's not a lot of the cool Arnold vocals, which I fucking was a huge fan of. There are some samples of Arnold, though, which is kind of cool. This doesn't sound like the old stuff at all. This silliness has been fucking put on the shelf the early albums, like, they got all that out. This is very fucking serious. The, the, the craziness is toned way down, replaced with a serious attitude and an intense delivery. If you're looking for fun comedic metal, this ain't it. The opener, no pain, no gain, immediately lets you know this is no laughing matter. They mean business, big meaty riffs with tight drum assault, reminiscent of orbit culture. The song Judgment Day fucking slays. Badass grinder features members of Ove Sulphur and some tasty solos. This record has a bit of the poppy chorus stuff in there, but that's to be expected from Lambesis or Lambesis. Standout tracks on the back end, though. Get Down and Meat Grinder. Great fucking songs. Fucking crazy cool stuff fourth time around. Austrian Death Machine delivers a surprisingly serious crusher with quad brutal four and a half upside down pentagrams. And last but certainly not least, Job for a Cowboy, Moon Healer. Eight songs, 39 minutes, progressive tech death from Arizona. Great production. Everyone sounds good. Bass player puts way up front. He has like a cool jazz fusion tune. Pretty cool. Drums are clean and crisp. The vocals, I like them. So be careful of that. Uh, this record has a high speed intensity executed with surgical precision. Cool, intricate, yet intriguing grooves. Exquisite musicianship. 
Standouts are the sun gave me ashes, so I sought out the moon, and the epic six-and-a-half-minute closer, the forever rot. If you're into stuff like Revocation or Zoth or Decapitated, definitely check out the new one from Job for a Cowboy Moon Healer. Five-and-a-half, upside-down pentagram. That's it for this week. Go listen to a band with a left-handed musician and stay curious, motherfuckers. What's up, Dallas? How's it going, man? Pretty good. How's it going, you guys? Good, good. man. Hell yeah. Awesome. Excited to have you on the show. Yeah, excited to be on. So yeah, man, uh, lots of big news. Awesome news with the tour being announced. Pretty exciting stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a big step for me. I'm I'm excited. Something I thought I'd never be able to do. So it's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm personally super stoked. I, I wasn't sure it was something that was going to happen again. I mean, have you had to do anything special to prepare for this? Like, I know physically, I'm sure it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, uh, I've been doing a lot, but it's uh, a lot of it's kind of flying at the seat of my pain still. I mean, I've been doing a, like my working with my neurologist and like. Uh, with a uh, therapy group, like on just working of how to handle, um, yeah, it's a big step when with a severe brain injury. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's been awesome. I've, uh, uh, yeah, I've been working a lot, and then I'm getting uh, some uh, back procedures and stuff. So it's getting, uh, I guess, uh, put together so I can uh, do it. But I'm excited. Yeah, man. I mean. I'm I'm stoked. Uh, I was lucky enough to see you guys at the first show back when you played Tampa in the at the Orpheum. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, man, that was just uh, that was incredible. the The energy in that room just it it felt like everybody was on the exact same wavelength. Everyone's singing. Uh, do you remember much about that night? It's weird as I um with my brain injury, like. My short-term memory since my accident, I don't, like, remember a lot. But I remember, like, after we played, hanging out with some people. And I remember if I see videos, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, that that night was awesome. And, and uh, yeah, it was, like, one of these things where I just was like, how is this going to happen? And before you know, I was like, oh, we're night's over. And went, went, I mean, it went... Uh, it really went went really well. I think, uh, gosh, I get stumped on words. Like we're um, all over all the years of playing. It's it's a basic word, my brain injury. Um, but it's just like it just came to like you know, it kind of took over. I uh, um, gosh, I'm yeah, just missing. muscle memory, right? Muscle memory. Thank you. Yeah, some people yeah. be playing like charades or something, or have you like this word yes it just takes over uh and that was awesome because i didn't know what to expect for 
being the first time it was still uh and I, we've we've done some more shows since then so yeah I, I uh it's 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 a lot coming back but it's it's um gosh it's the biggest blessing and uh yeah like that night in Tampa I think it feels like from what I went through like with my injury or whatever like I'm very I I see life differently and the world differently and in the best way and I don't know it feels like it like a lot it's just like connecting where people are like you know like almost in it together you know uh mm -hmm. like rooting for each other almost it feels uh oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool feeling that was absolutely the vibe there for sure and you know kudos to to you and the rest of the guys because i mean having seen you guys before the you know the accident and seeing you after i mean it really didn't feel like you missed a beat so maybe we don't remember it but uh you know you you killed it so that's awesome i thought awesome. yeah i uh and i the ardent critic of myself so i used to be pretty crazy i mean i would do anything i was that lanky uh just jumping off whatever and i so i was like i want to push myself but i'm a, i'm smarter now i've ran into too many walls and uh yeah, things happens. leading up to this where i'm like i can't do how i was and uh but yeah it's uh it's really it's just like it's, it's awesome getting to do music but the shows they're special to me because I I relate I feel like I relate to people and getting to talk to people or, or anything I don't know it, it's it's very different I can't explain a brain injury and how you are afterwards but uh yeah you're almost childlike but I mean I'm still deal with it but that side of me has uh surfaced back a lot more since my accident <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, like I this, mean, sounds this, cool. Yeah, yeah, like this sounds like you're way. enjoying life more than we are. I mean, it's it's still hard. I mean, I still, you know, every day I'm in pain and uh, yeah. and my short the memory and like guessing words or whatever. But uh, I've learned, yeah, when you have an injury like that, you don't really stress over that. Even though everything's like stressful with making decisions, you realize like when uh. When you got a catheter and someone's feeding you uh, meat pudding through a straw and your mouth's wired shut and you can't see, uh, you start taking the, the little things in life uh, and they become the big things. And the things that I thought were big don't really matter. Right. Mm -hmm. So is this new uh, way of thinking you got uh, affected your songwriting? For sure. Uh I want from, I guess, right through, uh, yeah, what I get, like, I experience and the stuff I go through. It's, uh, it's a lot more personal and, like, a lot of dark points, but there's a positive side. But, yeah, it's, like, kind of like the hell I've been through and how, and I think, in my mind, the reason I feel like I survived my accident was to kind of let people know like, Hey, you're not in this alone and right. you don't have to have a four landing on your head to, uh, realize, uh, how 
hard we make life sometimes or just how life can get. And, uh, yeah, just mainly letting people know they're out alone and like, Hey, I've, I've been through it. Like I kind of, we're in this together kind of thing. All right. I get you. And since the accident, uh, has it altered what you can do vocally? Cause I guess you have messed your jaw pretty bad, right? Yeah. I broke both my jaws and I had a trach and, uh, and yeah, my voice is a bit, I guess, lower. I mean, for a while cool. there, cause I have, I can't feel on uh, this side of my face. Okay. So they wired my jaw for like three months when it should only be six to eight weeks oh, because wow. I had a uh, palsy on that side. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they would take the wires off and this would just drop open. So they put it back up or I had rubber bands. And so I had to use like these, uh, my speech therapist was the one that was like, you got palsy. They just thought my jaw wasn't healing right. Mm. So I had to train like squeezing oh, down wow. and, uh, yeah, I think I could hold my breath for like 10 seconds was the longest I could push out. Uh, and I had a lung, I had to have a lung operation. So yeah, it oh, just wow. changed. I don't hear it much, but, uh, now, but yeah, I used to, I would, like my asses and like, I couldn't even speak words. It was weird. Like I would right. talk like. Hey, uh, 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 like I'm not gonna try to recreate it. It's right, right, right. It'll be comedy session, but um, yes, it has changed. Uh, yeah, it's a, maybe it's a little lower, or I don't know, maybe I'm more. I don't know, aggressive. It's weird because I thought it would be less, and uh, so it changed for a positive, a lower and a little more aggressive. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh. Almost like you got a natural distortion effect on you. That's all right. Right, yeah. But it's weird is, um, I do not know, maybe this is also before my accident. Every time I call, like, say, the hospital to schedule an appointment, they're always like, yes, ma'am, always. And I'm like, <laughs> do I sound like an old lady that's been smoking? Like, I never get it. Like, I asked my vocal coach. She's like, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm always like, yes, ma'am, thank you for calling. I'm like, I don't, I don't get on correcting them. What do you think? I don't think whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's the name too. Yeah. Cause the name could be male or female, but so it doesn't help. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's it. Yeah. So we, you know, obviously we, we've, we've got to ask, I mean, usually with a tour announcement, uh, you know, there's a new music announcement somewhere to follow. Uh, do we have anything we can be looking forward to from you guys? Um, yeah, there might be, but we're, uh, we're always working on stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, we're in the middle of, you know, working on, um, some stuff. And so, yeah, there, there might be, uh, I, uh, we played some, I we, we played a, um, fest and I haven't talked about this, I guess, for the first time, not even online. I, I took like, I wasn't, didn't post a line for like eight months. So I guess this is the first time uh, after we played incarceration, I got home and like, I started having like this horrible pain, like, and I, was, I had a back operation when they burned the nerves off, uh, um, ablation to try to, for like on my, uh, the nerves that are bad. And so they were doing an MRI to see what was wrong. And this was right at the beginning of August. 
and they found like a complex cyst on my kidneys. And so they didn't know if it was cancer or what. And like it, I still have to go to get it checked, but I think it burst finally. But like I was out of it. I didn't post like online. I didn't do anything. Like we didn't know if we were even going to be doing stuff for a while. Cause uh, yeah, I was not in good shape. And then around, I guess, October or whatever, uh, I had like it got the worst, and I think that's when it burst or whatever. And uh, I was just like, life's too short, you know. And we're we are very forgetful as humans. Like we'll have these wake up calls where like, I want to go, you know. Like I've been sick of recently, and I scratched my uh, cornea for the only I can see. Like so, you guys are blurry right now, but uh, <laughs> that's probably for your benefit. Yeah. yeah up calls where we were like oh i see what matters now like you know like yeah i'm I, i'm gonna tour I, i'll do whatever you know like uh i uh was spent the last eight months in and out of just severe pain and barely getting by so i'm like i'm ready to take it head on and uh but yeah it's something going around florida or something where i don't know if it's allergies but yeah i got sick and then i think in my sleep i scratched my cornea Man. And yeah, so I was going to a doctor's appointment. It was kind of blurry, and I went to rub it while I would because I drive everyone, you know, and, uh, not a, a ton, but and I scratched it more. So I'm driving, and the vision just goes blurry, and I'm thinking this eye's going out, my only eye. But uh, yeah, <laughs> they're able to fit me in emergency, like, and uh, yeah, I'm on antibiotics, and it drops, and it's clearing up. But yeah, I uh. So oh. I forget the question. I get long talking, but yeah, I guess that answers. Yeah. I, uh... So I know you guys were, you know, before the accident, you were, you were working on new music. Is, is any of that stuff, or is that going to see the light of day or is it more that the direction kind of changed after everything happened? I think the direction changed and, um, and we kind of like, I guess everybody picks themselves apart. And so after the accident, we kind of just brush that off. I mean, we might uh, surface it back up. Uh, but um, yeah, the one song we released, oh, that's what you're asking. Yeah, so that's what took forever to write music. But the one song that uh, we did release at first was kind of taken from an idea, kind of roughly from an old one. But um. Yeah, some of that stuff, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's like after the accident, we all have a different um, vision, I guess, or, uh, you know, uh, way we want to tackle. And I think being on our old label, and no offense to them, but uh, I kind of just stopped doing what I you know the creative I just did what I was kind of told out of I think fear fear mm -hmm. is a good word I was living in fear mm -hmm. before my accident of I want to provide or do whatever and uh yeah and so after my accident I think all of us were just like that's not we're gonna do whatever we want you know and hell yes screws anyone that doesn't like it can screw off I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I actually was hoping to to talk to you about Maylene Four a little bit. Um, I know you've been kind of, you know, critical on that album, you know, 
Um, and, and understandably, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of a hard left for the band. I mean, even for me as a fan, but are there any songs on that album that you are particularly proud of? Cause it, it has a couple of my favorite songs, man. I mean, Cat's Walk and Drought of 85. Set, dude, that is hilarious. So that, that album was kind of like, want to get pushed right and all this it was like basically either you kind of go in a direction or we're just not gonna do anything and so we kind of let the like well, okay we'll go for it let's uh do it you know and but cat's walk is the one song uh that then there was another one um i think in dead we dream uh that was us just like fighting back and we just did whatever we thought and uh yeah and that lyric, the album, I'm proud of, I guess, lyrically, because I was getting kind of, I guess, fear in other ways. And so I kind of wrote out my frustrations in the lyrics. And uh, yeah, I love, uh, I am I am proud of Cat's Walk. And Drought of 85, uh, That I think that record was probably maybe one of the darkest times for all of us. Uh, we just got this, like, I don't know, living, like, in this apartment for months and we didn't hang out with anyone when we were in, when we were in Nashville. We just got in this weird, I guess, dark space. So yeah, Drought of 85 uh, definitely was a, that, and a lot of the album lyrically and parts of it were, you know, not pretty uh, hard time in my life. Yeah, and I can definitely, yeah, I can hear that in the lyrics. Um, but I think you're right. Like some of the, you know, musically, it doesn't necessarily always match up the intensity to the lyrics. It's a bit, it's a bit of a different album. Yeah. And even vocally, like I would want to push harder than like, they're like, oh, and then, you know, so it was like, all right, I'll do that. And then at the end, it was like, this wasn't, you know, it could have been a, a good record if we would have just, uh, you know, not care or what uh, people that don't know anything about music and you you fans say this over and over again so it's not a new thing it's like where they people that are the bigger powers that be start making helping making decisions and they have no idea and uh but the fans and people that listen to music they they hear it and this happens to bands i know where they take this weird turn and they're like i shouldn't i did that and i think everybody in life you will take it sometimes we take weird turns in our life like shouldn't i should have just stuck to my gut and uh told whatever to you know screw off and did what i felt so that record yeah part a lot was not sticking to my gut it was uh thinking with my brain yeah i hear you I'm sure like a lot of people put in that situation would have done the same thing. But it's interesting that they kind of pushed you that way because you guys struck a really nice balance, I think, on three where, you know, you had some of the the big hooks and stuff, but it still had all the signature mailing, you know, attitude. Yeah. And we had gone through to a new producer on four. Uh, We (laughs) had. always worked with one producer on three records and uh that one we were just like they're like branch out so we're like all right and uh yeah 
we it was a lot of uh, things that made that record um, very important. Will we see some more banjo come back in any of the newer music? Yes, actually, we met some of the more like on the song "Burn the Witches." Uh, we put it in there, and then um, yeah, we're messing with that, and a a lot more um, like slide and like uh, latch steel, and uh, so yeah, we're we're embracing that side a lot more. Um, I think I don't know we're moving a lot. Some to the head, but you know, I think uh, I great, not a great, you know, we're like, I'm survived a major accident. I got some uh, shit to say, you know, and uh, <laughs> no shit. So, you guys said to you what, uh, you got your own label now and you can do kind of what you want. How are you approaching the songwriting now? Are you looking at the song like what you can say lyrically or what you can do vocally? You know, you got a little bit more freedom now. What, what's your uh, main angle? Um, it's kind of taking everything, and that is the one problem I would say is not having a label giving you a depth. And now we're giving ourselves deadlines, but also I had where I had to sis, and that knocked us out for a good mm. eight months. But um, and other back problems and things. But um, you know when you have a label, it's like you got a deadline here and this, and uh, so we're giving ourselves deadlines, but um kind of just doing whatever comes out and uh approaching it's it it's both ringing uh to uh you just gotta buckle down and push yourself more but i'd rather do that than have somebody going you have to do this and it's got to get out and then you're like oh there's seven songs i did that are i'm proud of and these other three were some filler or four, you know. Right, right, right. Which happens all too often with a yeah. lot of our favorite bands. Mm -hmm. And we overthink it a little bit too. I think everybody's the worst critic, so I think mm -hmm. we gotta quit overthinking things a little bit. Uh, but I think that makes uh, great things where instead of just pushing out a bunch, we're kind of what would have been three songs or cramming down, and we're like, okay, well. We're proud of this one. All right, we're proud of the. Okay, here's like two or three. We gotta work. So yeah, we you're uh, we're in the works on um do. Um, I mean, if burn the witches is any indication, like uh, you know, I'm excited to hear what you guys got next. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really excited to to share with you know everyone uh, the you know. We've been working on, but again, I don't know if we are. It's kind of one of those things. Uh, so we might be working on stuff. Um, I hear you. I hear you. That's okay. It'll be all that more exciting when it happens. So, man, at least you're yeah. out there touring and stuff. And, making, and if it, oh, sorry. I didn't mean, I know you, I'm just saying you're out there touring, making sure everybody knows you're still out there and stuff and get them all uh, yeah. excited and hungry for the new album before it drops. That's a good idea. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, yeah, that's where, like, I don't, not, I never want to, like, lead on. Because uh, I, I, I see a lot of people doing that with different things in life. Like, I'm going to be doing this. And you're like, thought you were going to be doing that. And like, <laughs> oh, this came up. But, um, yeah, I think there's just a, a lot of excitement and happiness. Uh, but, you know, we, 
of being able to do this again and me having the, the you know, from August having a pretty big scare, just being, you know, kind of, you know, out of it, not knowing, you know, and uh, so doing this, it's, it's exciting for us, you know, where we're like, it's kind of like that, how, yeah, and I feel like I can't predict the future, but I feel like the excitement will carry over to, to, to fans and people because they'll, I guess, see the genuine in that. And I think that's something that's lacking in the in the world today is a lot of people just being genuine or, um, yeah, I don't know. And maybe it's not, but, you know, online, it seems like a lot of people are trying to fit fit things that they think are going to make them happy or that are going to make them farther and whatever they're doing life or a job where you're just kind of like the only love life once, you know, uh, we're going to do this, something I thought I would never be able to do and something that doctors or everyone, you know, even my neurologists are like, they're all even excited. They're like, this is awesome. You know, like, and that's where I've been doing a lot of therapy, but they're like, you know, uh, really proud. It feels like a, it's, that's what's weird is it feels like a team effort in my healing oh, yeah. with, with a lot of people were like, this is awesome. And like when I was doing yeah. in this therapy group, it was a bunch of people and they're like, I'm like, you guys encourage me. It's helped me so much. And they're like, you're encouraging us. Like we've had concussions, you know, like you had a severe brain injury and I'm, you know, so it's, uh, and I feel that's like what I want to do with anything I do is just, uh, yeah, as cheesy as it sounds, love on people and encourage them and, and kind of get that back. Uh, so yeah, it might sound easier like, oh, uh, you know, whatever. Nah, man, it, we it need is, more of that. It is real. Yeah. yeah. Positive. And, and yeah, like uh, people that are real people, you know, that aren't uh, bullshitters, you know, like that's yeah, they speak their heart, and it's and it's in a positive way. It's not in a uh, and they're you still express aggression or uh, things that hurt you, but uh, always still leaning more towards here's how we make it through this together, you know, this crazy thing we call life. And Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd rather, I, I understand the approach and I'd rather you not sit here and promise us that Maylene five is coming and then we never get it, you know, right. Uh, I'd rather be surprised one day when it's, when the announcement comes and, you know, that's a much better feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for sure. Uh, so kind of a random question, but, I only recently found uh, Riot Head. Yeah. And I was just wondering if, you know, if, if you guys have ever talked about maybe revisiting that. You know, I have. Um, we have we kind of hinted, but it was like, I always, I grew up like liking, uh, when I was younger, a band called Shockwave or X and Cypher X and I like that eerie Pennsylvania hardcore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was at a show and they, a couple of the guys were there and I was like, man, you know, when I was younger going to shows at the refuge or, you know, uh, which was in St. Pete. Um, 
And I was like, I, you know, I used to love watching you guys in our genre. I go, we like you guys. So I'm like, let's do a project. And then uh, we did it. And then we never pushed it. But I'm like, yeah, I love that. I love getting to do that style. And maybe we'll introduce, uh, you know, mess with it again. There's a lot of ideas and things uh, I've been talking about with people. It's just, uh, yeah, you can add. Um, yeah, right. like life happens so fast sometimes too where you're like I want to no do this doubt. and oh crap this is going on or you know whatever yeah for sure Um, so also wanted to ask if you uh, is there any update on the Virginia bitches oh um so that is uh, I guess uh, this is my first time I guess talking about that but um yeah, not to get so far in depth, but um, yeah, I'm no longer uh working with uh, that those that that team. I don't know how to say it. Uh, I hope oh. the best for them, and uh, yeah, uh, a few of us are you know um, I guess parted parted ways with um uh, them, but I hope the best for the movie and uh. Yeah. However, they get on board and working with it. But, um, yeah, I guess it was an organic, uh, separation. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right, man. It frees you up for, for Maylene. So, yeah. I knew, I knew about other stuff, you know, coming. It was, uh, you know, sometimes we go through things in life. And this was like my, Choice, you know, uh, and I hope the best for them, but it was, uh, yeah, it just was, um, I guess out of had changed in what you know, things, and I was like, uh, uh, but I, hey, I hope it comes out great and it's in the direction they want, and um, the best for them. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess sometimes I have different ideas for projects and. Everyone's kind of got to be on the same, and I'm. I guess I'm at a point in my life where I'm over like bending, you know, like okay, I'll keep going this way, and then I don't want to, you know, where I'm just like, ah, it's all right now. But the best of luck, and going back to Maylene and anyone I work with, uh, it. I'm so thankful and glad to have some of my best friends and people that like I look up to where I'm like I'm so because we all are, see the same thing mm. so um, yeah I have a few other um, with the film side uh, people like that that I'm um, always talking to and working with so you know sorry, you know one day let's see maybe what happens um, um, with that um, but uh, yeah Sorry, I tell like I'll tell these sentences or I'll answer a question, and then I go, uh, yeah, and like it leaves us an awkward pause. That's oh uh, no, you're fine. You're good, man. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> there is, you're making our job easy, you know. <laughs> and I'll and I answer a question, and I will uh, forget what the question was, and I'm like, because I go down these rabbit holes because my short term memory, and I'll end up talking about like, oh, yeah, and I was. 
watching Corlo's in. I'm not just being stupid, but <laughs> and the question was about I don't know uh, the weather. So yeah, uh, it's 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 a it's fun being around me. The uh, yeah. losing the memory quick and then just going. It's it's always an exciting, I guess. At least hey, for me. man, it, at <laughs> least you can play the brain injury card. I mean, the rest of us just got to chalk it up to old age, you know? Yeah, there is that. <laughs> and I might be playing. Yeah, I can play that more because maybe it is uh, my age and, uh, yeah, living out in that country again. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's where I get the, uh, a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so uh, what are you listening to these days? You got any any band recommendations for us? That's a crazy question because with the rules, um, really, I'll go to these like times where I'm like really excited, and then sometimes I just forget to listen to new music. But uh, they're not. I love a band, a group called Future Islands. I uh, I love that that band and I know they have a new record but I haven't checked it out I get like where I like I don't I haven't heard I'll get these like where I go through and I'll hear new music and all this but I'm in that stage where it's just uh the stuff that I've been listening to but that I'm still excited about so uh, it never goes away you, yeah. you gotta have your your comfort bands man your for sure you know the CDs that you grew up with mm-hmm. I like a lot of visual stuff too so there's an artist called Lauren um and uh yeah it's more like uh electronic or whatever but like like them a lot or however many people are in the band or if it's one uh and i think a band called a parrot or again like cinematic to me yeah a-p-p-a-r-t i think but uh yeah i listen a lot of Lately, like, oh, that's very visual to me. It helps me, like, uh, I get inspired just about anything in life, but I, yeah, I, uh, and probably if someone else listens to it, they're like, I don't have to see the visuals at all. I don't even know what the heck this is, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I don't know if I'm different and my brain works differently, but, um, yeah, I always tend to lean towards music and I can almost like see a, of actually a, a story or something visual when I mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that comes across, you know, as an influence in your music as well. I, I think that, I mean, aside from the fact that there is an obvious story, you know, throughout a lot of it, you know, even musically, it's kind of taking you on that on that adventure. So I think that translates into, into your art. Yeah, you know, whenever, uh, what I'm out, I guess, but, um, yeah. As far as heavy music, gosh, I just always stick to I love my sugar, Lamb of God. I yeah. Haven't heard that many I maybe I have, uh I just uh can't think of it. Are there any uh like bucket list bands that like bands you wanted to tour with but you haven't had the opportunity yet? Yeah, pro. I mean, I could. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of music, so I love. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a, a good bit of like, it would be cool. But I, I think I'm pretty happy with who we've toured with. Or 
we've always too toured with bands that you never thought we would link up with. And then it turns out to be, this is amazing. So I think with Maylene, we've gotten the opportunity uh, to tour with a bunch of different styles of bands and it somehow works. I guess we're kind of always the odd man out a little bit on things, but uh, uh, yeah, now I guess most of the bands I think would be like, oh, they aren't even alive now or, uh, <laughs> or uh, yeah. Uh, they yeah, it would be like a dream bucket list of probably, you know, not even touring anymore or whatever. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, even on this tour package that you guys just announced, I mean, it's it's a pretty eclectic lineup. Uh so I think there's gonna be uh you know, there's gonna be a lot of people that I think you guys are gonna draw some people maybe that, you know, have never heard Islander before and like, you know, vice versa, I think, because obviously you guys are pretty different. Yeah, we're all, yeah, that's like we've toured a bunch of bands, but we're always the one that's like, uh, yeah, they're a lot of, uh, we're the uh, black sheep of the family on a lot of uh, tours, but uh, it, but it's also really cool because we've gotten the chance to tour with a bunch of different styles of artists from heavy to rock. Mm-hmm. Right now, the big thing is all these bands uh, going back and doing a tour of like one said album. Uh, what's your views on that? And would you uh, want to do that with Maylene? Like maybe uh, the second album or something? That'd be cool. Um, there has been. Uh, I uh, I've never seen a lot of bands that do that, but I I respect that and I think it's awesome. And I think it's awesome to do that for the fans. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we've we've definitely uh, been toying with our. Uh, some some ideas of uh maybe doing that in the future but um yeah i think that's really cool when bands do that uh and it gives the people that like those records that experience of uh, getting to hear it through yeah and if i could just put my request in right now please do maylene one that would be killer man (laughs) Yeah, they're we've talked about how other bands do it. So, um, yeah, never know what the future holds. Hell yeah, yeah, for sure. So, any uh, you know, I'm kind of going full circle here, but any particular challenges that you're anticipating, like coming up uh, on this tour? Um, uh, obviously, this is going to be a, a pretty big undertaking for you at this point. Uh, challenges would be, uh, I think that. Um, the main word is there is it's going to be i think more challenges than it is i mean it's gonna be joy but gosh i just like realized like so i don't produce tears and um like saliva a lot or like things like that and i've i've just realized recently and i've known that but so like a hotel room or anything like that, the dry air, it it they call it hotel signal or whatever, but it can dry your you know your nasal passages which mm. will crack and that's how you can get sick. Yeah. And I've just realized recently, I think that's why I've I've had a, I've been able to figure it out where I get sick all the time if I go to a different environment or something. So um, yeah, I've been uh, learning. A lot of things to hopefully, you know, like, I think I got to 
travel with a humidifier. Yeah. Mm. I think Sudafed's going to be one of my good uh, friends for allergies. Are I've started like a leg or something that works with them. But, uh, and I guess the, you know, help. Um, but next week I'm getting an ep- epidural block and my back. And hopefully that works. If not, I'll do another ablation or even like we've talked about a neurotransmitter. It's like a piece of, I guess, machinery, like a p- pacemaker that when you start hurting, it sends like a, a good signal to your brain, I guess, instead of pain. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so same. Yeah. I've only seen them when I've gone to the back doctor. Uh, I've started a new medicine that's supposed to help your brain work like one. So I think it's working uh, some, but um, yeah, we, uh, and our guitar player, uh, uh, Jason, he just had his whole knee replaced uh, in August. So I had that, the problem, I got sick and he had a whole, the whole knee replacement. Um, Jeez. So yeah, we, uh, but I, we're more, excited and uh yeah he he pumps me up because he's like gung like we're gonna do this you know he's working out and probably running a triathlon or something <laughs> so i'm glad to have the the group of guys because uh any challenges we all kind of i guess look out or bring we bring out the the better side in each other thing i hope and my, i mean when they when you i get Maybe we'll see after the first week. I'm mean, going to get screwed <laughs> down. They're like, she's bringing out the worst side of me, dude. You know, <laughs> change your are, attitude. Are you guys toughing it out in the van or? We, that's funny you asked. Um, I don't think the van, uh, we're still discussing our trend, trend progression right now, but uh, it's crazy. Like, just with, Stuff has gone up so much. It's yeah. it's wild. So uh yeah, I don't as much as I like the DIY uh and like it's weird, like I I used to like that kind of touring more because with a bus you have to wait for the driver, you can or you don't get to stop where you want to. And like with a van, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like I guess I never got over my hardcore punk rock uh <laughs> metal club days but um now i'm like i don't think physically i can do that if we do do that i think about one or two shows and then it's gonna be like uh dallas is in the uh the urgent care er because his uh his body's not working right so right right we're trying to figure out something but um well, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you out here. I, I know you guys are coming back to Tampa at the Orpheum again, so uh, we'll definitely be there to catch that. I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Awesome, yeah. I look forward. To, you got, are you guys all from uh, like Tampa area? Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we live in Lakeland, so you know, half hour drive. Yep. I don't forget, but there used to be a club. We don't different club, but I used to love playing Lakeland. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's got its own feel. Um, uh, but yeah, that used to when I was ninety eight or you know ninety nine, uh, playing these places in Lakeland. Uh, but yeah, that'd be awesome. Meet you guys. Uh, you know, hang out. And if you uh, think it'll be a, it'll be a fun fun show. That's gonna be the uh, 
the last one of the tour. So I think yeah. by then, to if May I had twenty fifth, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Hmm. Um, so if I have it, which I'm not gonna burn out, but I think that will be probably that show will be like I got it now. I'm in a groove, you know, and it's like oh, it's the last mm-hmm. show tour. But yep. uh, I'm looking forward to that. I love. Uh, Hometown, you know, people always say the hometowns, or you know, and mainly, you know, for a good while was uh, um, Birmingham. Uh, you know, we uh, I lived up there, but um, my home was I it's Florida, so hell yeah, you know, I live in Ocala, but like Tampa is like where I would even young, like get my mom and dad because there ain't nothing around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drive me down to the Definitely state not. theater or whatever. Uh, Hell yeah! And I have awesome uh, parents. Uh, well, my mom died recently, not recently, a couple years ago. But um, yeah, they're awesome. So I really love Tampa so much and St. Pete, and uh, it's one of the best places. Florida has one of the best to me. California is awesome. Florida, and there's others. You know, other states do have Texas is cool. I guess every state, but um. Florida is its own unique place, which hells yeah. Me of shows or memes or things about Florida, and I couldn't love it any more than I get to live. Right. Florida man, he get you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited to to always play um back you know home in the hometown area. Yeah, man, and we'll uh, we'll definitely come say hi. We're we're a bunch of dorks that didn't introduce ourselves, uh, but, yeah. but I'm Jason. I'm Justin. I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott. Dude, your voice. I wish I had your voice, man. That's super deep. They wouldn't yeah, be the calling baritone. me Mrs. It on happens. the phone. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be saying yes, man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's good to meet you guys and look forward to uh, yeah. seeing, seeing you all uh, when we play and, uh, had to hang out for sure. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good time. Well, hey, Dallas, man, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to us, uh, even though you can can barely see us with your with your one blurry eye, man. But uh, it's for the best. Yeah, you have to knock me and like, remind me because I'm like, ah, I think, yeah. We'll tell uh, you to squint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've gotten used to it over the past few days, but you bringing that up, I guess we forget about it. But yeah, you are. A blur, kind of like I have <laughs> tendonitis or whatever you call it in my ear, always ringing, and mm-hmm. I don't think about it until someone brings it up, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh my it's gosh. all you can focus on. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I kind of forgot about the blurriness, even though it's like completely blurry. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you guys will have to come up to me and like be like, hey, it, dude, I'm not, you know, yeah, oh, you can't I'll see. I'll come find you. Don't worry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man but uh we really appreciate it and uh yeah, you know you. wishing you guys good vibes on tour man i hope everything goes great and i uh, can't wait to see it yep. awesome thank you so much thanks for having me on um i appreciate it a lot and uh yeah uh look forward to yeah the future and uh yeah thank you again so much for uh, having me be a part All right, everyone. So uh, we just had a great conversation. Yeah, with Dallas Taylor. That's pretty cool, that guy's yeah. All right, 
cool guy. So for this episode, uh, much like we did with Announce the Apocalypse, we wanted to spotlight one of their albums and do a little group review on it. So um, I chose the album this week, and I tried to choose the one that I thought was uh, most likely to appeal to all of us in some way or another. Uh, I think certain albums of, of theirs would be more divisive than others. So this was the closest I could get to common ground. And uh, we're going to see where we all end on this thing. Uh, so we're going to we're going to be reviewing Maylene and the Sons of Disaster 2. Aye, aye. Starts out with the song Memories from the Grove. Right away that you see they're picking up right where they left off on the last album. Yeah. I love how the song has this sort of just marching beat that just kind of follows it all the way through. Makes you feel like you got your waders on and you're slowly trudging through the swamp. One of my favorite slow, groovy breakdowns as well uh, to end this song. Yeah, man. You, you get immediate the immediate Southern rock vibes. You can't mm. not hear it. It's clean riffs, raspy vocals, good groove. I think it's a solid opener. Got the cool drum intro. Always like that. Uh, definitely more polished than the fucking presentation of their last album. Like, oh, yeah. fucking right off the get. It's remarkable. You're like, whoa. All right, here we go. Uh, and they fully embraced that Southern swagger. It was kind of like teasing at it on the last one. This is fully like, we're from the fucking South. I like it. So from there, uh, I actually really like it because it the first song leads right into mm. the second song. Uh, the drums kind of take you out of the first song and right back into the next song, which is Dry the River. This was the big single from the album, if you mm. could call it that. Uh, you can kind of see why this one was chosen. Dallas got a little bit of a cleaner approach even to the screaming parts. Uh, but then we have the little sing-along part, a little uh, flingity-fling-fling there for you, Bobby. Mm. Well, uh, the flingities is a bit more applicable to this style. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna want you want some of that twang in there. Uh, yeah. But uh this did have another cool drum intro, like you said, that it fucking oozed in from the last track. But this song's pretty cool. It's like Southern Fried Stoner Rock, but it does have a little bit of that poppy chorus in there. But uh it's not too bro. It, it's it's fucking Southern Fried Stoner Rock. I like that shit. Yeah. It reminds me of like a Southern Velvet Revolver. Yeah. That's the vibes I got. Yeah. I like That's that. not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Plenty strong and plenty wrong. Mm. Damn, this band knows how to capture that Southern vibe. Yeah, they definitely. could have made a video to this song, and it would have just been the band just getting in a bar fight, right? Perfectly. Yeah, this song has the best solo. I thought the song's pretty cool, but the solo was just so goddamn partying, man. I went back and listened to that, like just that part, a couple of times. That's a good rocking, partying, fun fucking solo. I like that shit. Definitely. Uh, from there, we get into Darkest of Kin. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, they had a fun music video to this one. It's just a bunch mm. of dudes skateboarding, Fucking, uh, yeah. which totally fits the vibe mm -hmm. of this song. Uh, oddly enough, the lyrics to this one, and I, I feel like I might have talked about this before on the show, but they ended up being kind of prophetic. Uh, he has the line in this song, all of you go about your day never truly living, walking so close to death lets me know what it means to be alive. Mm. I just thought it was uh, strange, you know, like yeah, he wrote this so many years before everything that he went through. Um, that shit, and man. I'm sure it feels odd to him to, you know, having written that and then it being so applicable to his real life. Now. What, what year was the accident? Uh, the accident. Yeah. So 16. This is 2007. So you're talking about nine years earlier, right. at, least, at least nine years. Who just, knows when it was actually recorded? Yeah. Just wild so, that, yeah. that, you know, was even a thing. Mm. 
definitely the heaviest fucking one so far. Yeah, I agree. I thought there was about, it's about 40 seconds in, there's a pretty cool little riff and it comes and goes throughout the entire track. And was there even some cowbell in this at some point? Probably. Yeah, room for cowbell in the south. Gotta have more cowbell. Yeah. yeah. So from, from there, Makes we get sense. into a Raised by the Tide. Mm. The main riff to this song is so fucking good. Yeah. Bring in a little bit of that Skinnered swagger on this one. <laughs> the catchy, cool riff, man. It's- like this this is what really drew me into this band in the first place because when i found this band i was actually revisiting a lot of like old 80s outlaw country and stuff mm-hmm. and this was just like you know the perfect rowdy cousin to that stuff yeah. it's just i found it at the right time and that's probably why it's always resonated with me yeah this song makes you want to drink like some moonshine and go on a airboat ride you know just fucking yeah. swamp boogie and it's got a little bit of jane's addiction vibes in there with the uh the vocals there yeah, it was pretty cool, man. I think that, but I also get some kind of weird Sons of Anarchy vibe out of it, too. Like, I could see, like, mm. some dudes yeah. cruising on their bikes. The biker vibe. Well, like yeah. you said, the yeah. one video had skateboarders and, like, a guy working on a motorcycle or airboat gator wrestling. All those images come to mind when you hear this band. Mm-hmm. Which means that they really captured, like, what they were going for mm-hmm. here, you know? And like you said, I don't think they they were toying with it on the first album. Mm-hmm. They kind of honed it in here, yep. and it's, Yeah. This is more of a fully realized version. But, man, just side note. First album is so fucking brutal. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) Uh, The next song is Wild. Uh, Keeping that southern tastiness on this song. This one's almost a little bit more CCR influenced Mm -hmm. uh, during the verse. But then it gets faster, a little bit more metalcore-y during the chorus. Uh, This is the best one, hands down. Uh, It's fucking partying as fuck. And it's got little chunks of like redneck atomic bitch wax type stuff in there, which I really enjoyed. Cool dropout. The bass is doing some cool shit. Badass fucking song. I like that one. That slowed down bridge, I really like. It breaks up the sound, so it's not all kind of blending together. Uh, but it made me feel like it was built into something like absolutely huge, and it didn't. It didn't have like that huge payoff. It was still cool coming out of it, but I was just expecting something massive that just didn't happen. Hmm. Gave you a little blue balls there. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little bit. Yeah. Music blue balls. Just a little bit. But I still like Blue ears, I, I still like the track overall, though. Death is an alcoholic. I like that. And this album is nothing if not consistent. And I just find so much comfort that I know what I'm getting from start to finish. Just another solid banger with a yeah. southern tinge to yep. it. That's a good one, man. Kind of leans into the melodic punk rock a little bit, though. I like that. Yeah. Lean, like, like the first album had some more of that flavors on there. Oh, yeah. Totally on this one. 
Everyone Teamwork. needs a hasting. Everyone. Everyone. Sometimes Dallas sounds like your drunk uncle screaming at the neighbor. <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. Like that's just the vibe of this song, and it's great. Yeah, another great solo. Old strong in the back end, man. I like it. I like the guitar work in this album. Mm-hmm. Don't ever cross a trowel. Mama didn't raise no fool. They really capture the sleazy biker bar tone again on this mm-hmm. one. I'm here for it all the way. So my mistake. Uh, this is my favorite one. <laughs> this is good time rocketing right here, man. Cool grooves. Drums are badass, sweet solo. Nice sludgy ending. This song's fucking real cool. I mean, I use the word sleazy to describe it. Of that's, course, that's your favorite that's one. The one, man. It's on the back sludgy. end. It's, yeah, yeah. on the B side. Checks all the boxes. Top ten Bobby descriptors <laughs> is sleazy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Sure, the production is not too high for you here. Nah, it's cool. It's man. Like, I, it was, like I said, as soon as I kicked yeah. it on from the first one, I was like, whoa, somebody yeah. took some time, <laughs> got some money. Yeah. Tale of the Runaways is next. Uh, this song is absolutely beautiful and haunting to me. I can't even tell you how many times I played this song back to back when I first got this CD. It really sounds like it could have been recorded in the 70s by mm-hmm. someone like Towns Van Zant. Uh, possibly the best song on the album just because it yeah. feels completely genuine. Uh, it definitely helps to close out the story of the album. Mm. And I think they put it here because of that. Like, I don't think, you know, I mean, we just talked to Dallas. We kind of know where he stands. Mm. I don't think they were trying to like, oh, let's make a ballad. Like, I, I think this is what the album needed at the right time. And that's why they put it here. It's oh, a, it's well placed for sure. Yeah, it's slowed down and very different than the rest of the album. It caught my attention right away. Yeah, but this ain't no, we're going to do this style for a goof. This is the Flings. Ain't going to fucking deny <laughs> that. But it's pretty much a country song, which is where the fucking Flings go. But it's got the fuck, I think it's the chorus where it says, legends are made in shallow graves, raised to meet disasters and brace. That's fucking badass. And then it goes on and says the prime example of a dying breed. It's fucking cool, man. Didn't enjoy the song. Like I said, it's the flings, but I did listen to the lyrics and they were uh, impactful. So good job. And then that bleeds into the last song. What is it? The day hell broke loose at Sicard Hollow, which is a somber, twangy, bluegrassy instrumental on the way out, which perfectly goes with the song before it. And it has that, uh, Interesting vibe of closing the story of Maude Baker and the boys is what it feels like. Yep. You know, like this, this is, is the end. This is like credits rolling. Uh, it was a pretty cool vibe. Ooh, uh, credits rolling, yeah. You wrote that too? No, but oh. I got that vibe. Yeah, yeah, my like notes it's, it's literally like say yeah. credits rolling. It's that kind of vibe. The story's over and uh, yeah, we're all it's just still, sitting back and still reflecting on so, what's yeah, just yeah, that yeah. nice acoustic instrumental to close out the album. It was a really, Absolutely. really great way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the type of song I'd normally be like, ah, man, why are they kill- hitting me with this? You know, yeah. it goes with if you're going to do the whole album, you listen to that one. But there are songs that I would just kick on, like a playlist. And oh, like, for I wouldn't sure. just kick on that shit. No, but when you're listening to the whole yeah, it's album, it's a cool way to finish the story. You know Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I like the first album, but this was a dramatic change and improvement in production quality and song craftsmanship. It's tighter and cleaner sound. With catchier riffs and better song arrangements. Uh, the Southern rock mixed with skater metal and a scoop of sludge, just a pimp of that popping shit. Uh, pinch, sorry about that. Creates a pretty unique sound that doesn't really fit in any one area. It's uh, hard to pinpoint these guys. I could see these guys on tour would say Revolution Mother, Amigo the Devil, or I yeah. Hate God, and <laughs> all of that would fucking work. It's definitely too harsh to be on the radio, but it's not too uh, brutal, like beating the shit out of years, like some death metal or something. Uh, guitar tune is really cool. Nice solos. 
drummer is badass. I like him a lot. He picks cool fucking beats and does interesting things to the grooves. The vocals, I like the dirty, so I don't know if that's a good thing for everybody. Uh, it's real gravelly, and he's still kind of singing those. Kind of like uh, it's got the southern twang to it. Kind of like the dude from Hollow Leg. Cool stuff. I suggest you, suggest you get your levels right and kick on some Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Listen to Maylene and the Sons of Disaster's second album, aptly named 2, or I.I. It's a four and a half upside down pentagrams for me. Nice. Uh, Jason, you've been hyping this band for almost as long as I've known you, and I just never got it. But it, for a groovy southern rock album, this checks every box. It was a fun listen, and even though it started to blend together a little bit for me, uh, there's tons of cool riffs to keep you interested the entire time. Uh, I feel like this will play really good live, so I am looking forward to seeing yeah. them uh, in May when they come around to Tampa. Uh, I think they'd be even funner, though, in like a festival environment. I was out there, you know, just just chilling in the middle of the day. Uh, you said they played at Rockville last year, so that would have been pretty cool, too. But uh, anyways, I give uh, two a solid four out of six. Hey, there you go. All right. Definitely Overall, a festival. I can see that. Yeah. Like COC type shit. Like in the middle of the day, you're grabbing yeah. some food, you go yeah, over man. and you're just like, this is pretty fucking cool right here. You yeah. know, they're they're having a good vibe over here. So yeah. shout out to Big Baby Jesus. That was pretty last much his year. experience. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Um yeah, and you mentioned uh, I think it's interesting that you mentioned how they could tour with all these different bands because that's pretty much what Dallas yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's pretty interesting to me. They it's it's a little bit hard to put them in a box, which is that's always a cool thing for a band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um overall, I mean, I think you know, over 82, 83 episodes, I've made it pretty clear. This is one of the most important bands of all time for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's they're up there probably in my top five bands of all time. Absolutely love this band. I love the first two albums. They're pretty much flawless in my eyes. This will come as a surprise to no one, but Maylene and the Sons of Disasters 2 is a six out of six upside down pentagrams for me. No shit. I think we all knew that before we started this discussion. Okay, but what is a surprise to me is that you didn't pick for us to do the third album, which I think you would have liked even better. Yeah, he totally yeah. would have liked the third album better, but this one was, like I said, common ground. The third one, I think, goes a little bit maybe too far for you. Yeah. I was trying maybe. to pick the yeah. one where all we right. all yeah. meet in the middle. I'm just saying, as um, I was, because uh, you know, I rocked out to the first one, and then I did the review on this one, I listened to the other stuff. And I just felt like the, the third one was, you know, they, they leveled up even more, getting tighter. It's with the, the one that he hasn't listened to either. That would be and the that one. would be the one where, and I, that's what I was mentioning in the interview. Like they kind of struck a balance there where yeah. you get a little bit of the catchy, a little bit more accessible stuff, mm. but you still keep a little bit of that Southern stank that you had, like, you know, to start out with. I'm glad you picked two. That was the, the better one, the review, I think. Yeah. But it was a fun. Listen. I mean, for me personally, my, my favorite is number one, mm. um, but it's, it's probably, Nostal a little bit nostalgia, a little bit yeah. just I've I've yeah. heard the fucking album so many times. Uh, but man, those I think this is better for the listeners so to get If you hadn't heard it before, check out number two. That's the one to look into. And if you do like it, check out the first one. And then check out the third one. Yeah. So go two, one, three. And if you're gonna listen yeah. to the fourth one, like listen to listen to Cat's Walk. We talked about <laughs> it in the interview. That's the one to hear. Um but seriously, I mean, I know some of you are out there listening. You probably never heard this band before. You hear me talk about them, and you're like, eh, that's just one of those weird bands that Jason talks about. You know, he talks about Maylene and Vision of Disorder all the time. We're sick of hearing mm -hmm. it. Uh, mm -hmm. Check out. Same kind of vibe. Seriously. I mean, sort of. You know, check out Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Southern it's, Skate uh, Metal. It's a little bit it's different. cool, man. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, 
it's going to stand out amongst all your other generic metalcore and stuff. Like it's going to stand out. Yes. So do yourself a favor. Start with Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Number two. Number dose. All right. And then work your way around from there. And if you don't want to, fucking tell us what you're going to let's do it instead. You fucking bums. Yeah. That. Recommend like a, shit. Like a Bobby making eye contact with you guys. And don't make me get fucking serious. All right, everybody. All right. All right. That's it. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation That's with it. Dallas and the uh I fucking enjoyed it. I enjoyed the it. album review that followed. That's good. Man, it's what good. do we got next week? What do we have next week? Coming up next week on the heels of this uh Southern Rock slash metalcore <laughs> episode. Mm-hmm. Talking about Pantera. Pantera. Oh, yeah. Finally. Fucking did that. Pantera. You guys ever heard of them? No. Oh, shit. If that thing's been pushed back so many times. We were supposed to do does, like a year Phil, ago. Does Phil owe a pair of shoes or what? Man, I'm going to fucking walk around barefoot everywhere. I don't think so. It's walk, man. You worry about shoes. Uh, it's weird. I don't so. think that was a thing back in the day. That's like mo- that's a modern. It's pretty modern. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, party. Fuck shoes. But yeah, man. Uh, nice We're going to tell you about this band called Pantera. And if you never heard mm-hmm. them, uh, we're going to talk about some of their albums. Uh the important ones, anyways. We're going to talk about, about, talk about Pantera, we're, not Glam. We're not going to talk about any of the ones where they re- were wearing spandex when they recorded. We're going to talk about the ones after that. Yeah. So that's next week. That Make is, sure you tune week. in, everybody. Fucking tune in. Mm-hmm. That's it for this week. That's it. Keep it metal. Keep it. And, and then, rage with respect. Yeah, fucking rage with respect. <laughs>